Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysurst. Hello, hello. We'll be going over all the uh, comings and goings and uh, scores and results from the last couple of weeks and looking ahead to uh, the weekend's fixtures in across Berkshire. Uh, but first, guys, how was your Easter? It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke. So, uh, yeah, did you have a nice weekend? I did, yes. I had a very nice weekend, thank you. I did some drinking on Clapham Common on Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a chill one on Saturday and Sunday, to be fair. And then Monday, I think I watched the best Reading game I've ever seen in my life. And uh, still didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point, Rob. <laughs> no, it was generally such a good... Well, I think... Do you know what it is? I went with my best, one of my best friends. We went to Blue Collar Corner beforehand and had some delicious beer and some delicious food. So maybe I was just merry on that anyway. <laughs> no, it was a, no, it was such a good game. So um, I haven't been to that many Reading games this season and not many of them have been great either. So... Um, I mean, we relegated Derby in the process, well, <laughs> um, and we didn't win, but that's not the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a very nice Easter, thank you. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So from, from Reading, where it's just all taking part, to uh, over to Burfield, where, uh, how, how was uh, your Easter then, Tom? Um, I DIY'd like a boss. Ooh. I did not stop. I painted, skirting boarded. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering how long it's going to take you to get to the end of the wall behind you, because uh, that's been half-painted for about... <laughs> Skirting board. <laughs> Three, two months Skirting now. board. Um, yeah, uh, the plan is now, once I've got all of that done, is I'll then finish in here, and you'll see loads of local football memorabilia on the wall behind me instead of Ooh. all that nonsense and a box sticking out of my head. So, yeah, <laughs> Very good. that's the plan. Looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, well, talking of local football memorabilia, I oh. believe Tom, you've got a um, a uh, uh, something you want to promote, shall we say, at the, at the top of the show? Yes. Um, so we have this season's Thatcham Town FC shirt. It's the shirt they did where you could have your name printed on it, um, which is so it's, wo- it's not woven. So it's not woven. It's printed into the fabric. It says football in Berkshire in there, which is very nice. Um, we are holding a raffle to. Uh, so that someone can win this shirt for one pound um, and all profits once the money I paid for the shirt in the first place has come back to me all profits will go to Thatcham Town Football Club to help with their training facility uh, to help build their own training facility and all this kind of thing so um, that is available on the website I might make it a little clearer but uh, if you just type in Thatcham Town 2022 shirt raffle you should find it um, and I really really hope someone who really really wants it wins it 
Very good. Yeah. Nice prize and a, a very affordable way to get your hands on one of our local football shirts. So uh, Yes. Yeah. One Abby, I notice Abby hasn't been entered yet. I don't think I've entered yet either. So, well. uh, but uh, Abby, I suppose, is, is uh, more suspicious by her absence. Well, yes. <laughs> Um, I don't have an excuse. I'll do it today, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Talking uh, again at the top of the show, something that I haven't entered and of uh, uh, local uh, Berkshire things we want to promote. Uh, Tom, why don't you give us a little uh, insight into our awards night and how the preparations well, for that is going? Well, the awards night preparations are going very well. We are very excited about going to Double Barrel Brewery for uh, our awards. I am actually wearing their T-shirt for those of you who are watching the video of this. Um, it's going to be on the 15th of June. We have had, I think, nearly 300 entries, 300 nominations, wow. which is brilliant. So keep those coming. Some really, really worthy worthy winners, um, I'm sure, will emerge from all of those nominations. We have actually just moved the deadline for nominations forward to Wednesday the 18th of May. So that will be midnight, will be the end of the nominations period. We will then quickly look to turn around a long list, which will be released on Friday the 20th. And then on Monday the 23rd, we will release the short list along with the tickets. Um, we have brought in street food extraordinaires Fink Street Food who um, are who also have a um, social well-being mantra involved in those so they they raise money for uh, I oh goodness me I forget what the charity I think it might be mind but certainly it's mental health they, they promote mental health awareness which obviously I think we can all get on board with um, they they are doing the food uh, so your ticket when you buy your ticket as and when those are released on Monday, the 23rd of May, your ticket will include dinner. Lovely job. So it's very exciting. Um, get your nominations in now. Go to the website. If you're on your phone and you go to Football in Berkshire, a little thing will pop up at the bottom that says awards. Click that and go and post your nominations. As I say, we've had hundreds and it's great. It's all I can do at the moment to type, keep up with typing them up and publishing them on the website. So Very look good. out for those. Fantastic stuff. And uh, yeah, as Tom says, get nominating and keep an eye out for when tickets go on sale because we want to see you there as well. We really do. A very Talking good of which, Rob, you need to book your ticket. I do need to book my ticket. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Can't remember if Abby booked hers either. But... Yes, I would have booked mine, thank you. Fine. As Abby said, I have no excuse. I think I was later. the first one out of the group to book mine. I actually. don't think you were. I think it was Lish. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so uh, both of us need to uh, get on and uh, uh, get into these uh, the competitions so that we can uh, uh, book our tickets <laughs> and see everyone there on the on the day. So, yes. I have yeah. nominated some people. I would you have. That claim. I've nominated some people. Very good. And uh, more on the nominations as and when they happen. Anyway, let's move on to some football because some football did happen. And uh, while you were enjoying, or uh, over the weekend, you enjoyed a game at Reading, but uh, there were also some unfortunate news for Reading on the in the international side of things, wasn't there, Abby? Yes, I'm really sad. Emma, Emma Harries has ruptured her her PCL um, on international duties. So she was away with the England under-23s um, on international duty. And <clears throat> it was in the, the Netherlands game. Um, I didn't actually watch it, but Tom was like, yeah, Emma, Emma Harries is on the floor right now. I was like, oh, God. And then she got carried off as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a, 
a big shame that she's she's done her PCL. Kind of, there's only three games left of the season to go. She's been having a really good time internationally as well. So yeah, it's uh, really disappointing. PCLs normally end up in surgery as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be a little while, I think. It was really strange because I I tuned into the live broadcast. And the first thing I saw was Emma Harry slumped to the floor. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. This isn't great. Yeah. yeah. So not not great, but um I guess at the end of the season is probably the best time to get yeah. injured. If there is a best time to get injured. Yeah. If you're gonna um, do it. Yeah. But yeah. Three games still to go though. Um that that Reading are gonna be missing Emma Harry's four. Uh as we put in the chat earlier, West Ham at home, Leicester away, and then Manchester City at home on the last day of the season. Um, how how do you uh, say where well, Reading are going this year, and what do you think they can sort of realistically expect in the last couple of games um, as we head to the end of the season, Abby? Yeah, I think I think I said fifth, didn't I? When mm-hmm. I talked about uh, where I wanted them to. I think that might be slightly optimistic of me at this point. Uh, they're currently eighth in the table. Um, I think we're on 24 points, which is the same as West Ham, who we have on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And West Ham are Reading's bogey team, absolutely. Uh, I think we drew 2-2 with them in November. They inevitably knocked us out of the FA Cup once again. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather not have a repeat of the last time West Ham were at, <laughs> at Reading either. That was on the last day of the season. They thumped us 5 nil. Three goals up in ten minutes as well. I was ready to go home, um, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. So <clears throat> um, it'll be a big game on Sunday, definitely. Um, I I don't want to be like I mean Leicester are obviously what further down the table than us, but I I'm scared to be too optimistic with games like this. <laughs> so I mean we'll just take it in our stride once again as we go away to Leicester um in the next game. So yeah. And then I mean City is the last one of the season. We were I mean we were sort of on par with them for a while, which was a bit mad and we were both slightly facing mm. like European football for a while. Um, but then obviously, naturally, the City have pulled away from us. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting final few games of the season for us, really. It seems to me a little bit that the, the FAWSL does sort of, everybody finishes where you think they were going to finish in the end. And it does, like, Reading have had a couple of amazing results. And you think, oh, actually, okay, maybe they could. But it, they'll sort of end up kind of where where you expected them to end up. And I don't, that's probably not a great thing, really, is it? Because you want someone to go on a charge. And that, it, it, do, do you think, Abby, that's because of the size of the division or just because some teams have more money than others? One of those is slightly sadder than the other, I suppose. <laughs> I think it's probably a bit of both, really. Um, that's why I'm such an advocate of expanding the division and maybe two up, two down instead, because I just think we get into a bit of a, it's just turned into a bit of a sort of a cycle and a bit of a yeah. rut where it's just, oh yeah, one up, one down. It's generally speaking, the same teams who go up and down. It's always based on money, obviously. Um, so that will change, won't it, over time? Like teams that get themselves together, but at the moment, 
while the while the levels of ability, I guess, between the top team and the bottom team are so different. And it's the same same across the the women's divisions, up and down the pyramid, isn't it? Really, that the top team ability is significantly. It, it, it's just it's, the gap is wider between the teams at the top and the bottom of each division. In my opinion. I'm, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree, actually, because you just have to look at when Birmingham beat Arsenal. So Birmingham were bottom table, Arsenal were top, and they beat them one 0 and we beat Chelsea as well. Yeah. So, but those, those are those are unusual results that don't happen very often. Normally, you could you would bank on Arsenal beating Birmingham ordinarily. Yeah, yeah that was that, that probably would have been the first time Birmingham have ever beaten Arsenal, and I haven't looked at the stats. I don't know, but my guess is that's probably that would be the case. Yeah, I think so. And it was definitely the first time we'd beaten Chelsea. So Yeah. That, that, that's, I think that's kind of what I'm... What, like Those results are really unusual. And they probably happened because I think Chelsea had played a load of games altogether and Arsenal were also playing a bunch of games on a run. And, and they're not used to doing that because of the size of the league, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not really, really sure what the point of this is. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to, to. So I, I want to see the team. I want to see the bottom team be able to get one over the team at the top, like happens in <clears throat> football, rather than well, just the top three finish all the time at the top. Yeah, I suppose. But actually, looking at Leicester this season, like really you'd have thought that they would be the ones going back down again just because they are the ones that have come up from the championship yeah. but actually they're doing pretty well for themselves and they've they've got they've had some decent results as well they've got some decent draws here and there they've had had a few good wins as well so yeah i, I think maybe the where there is more investment happening and there is a bit more visibility now um it's seeing a little bit of a sort of a not not a limbo but it's Kind of, maybe a knife edge possibly but maybe not that actually but it's just on that sort of tipping point where actually you, I think maybe you will start to see things like that okay. well, that's good are there any teams well, I mean Spurs for example Tottenham have done very well this season and mm. I don't know that, that was a bit of a surprise to some people perhaps um, are there any teams that look like they're going to break into sort of those uh, teams at the top even further down the leagues is there anyone that sort of you you, you're looking at and thinking they're getting their act together and we could see them sort of really push up the divisions um, and perhaps eventually sort of break into that, uh, that whatever it is, the three or four team monopoly at the top. Yeah, I think um, Spurs is a good example, actually. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they, yeah, they just, like you say, they've got their act together, I think, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a bit further down, I'd say maybe Southampton are ones to watch, definitely, um, within the National League. And, I mean, the other day, Newcastle, so they currently play in Tier 4, I think it is, and obviously they've got big new fancy owners, haven't they? So mm-hmm. they've got ambitions to be in the Champions League in the next five years, apparently. So um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Ones to watch, absolutely. Um, that's like six back-to-back promotions or something like that and yeah the fact that I mean if you look at the WSL teams who have been in the WSL Reading for example since 2014 and I guess maybe this season we were around the European spots weren't we but realistically to be in Europe is a lot more money so I don't know yeah Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one. It's one of those ones, you, yeah, you just have to keep watching, essentially. You've just got to keep your eyes on it and see see where things go. Very good indeed. Well, um, 
nice analysis there of the uh, WSL and the uh, women's game in general. But another thing you've got to keep your eyes on uh, is the relegation battle in the combined counties uh, oh, Premier Division North. God. <laughs> That's a yeah, crunching gear change if ever heard of. Oh no, it wasn't. I wasn't doing that. It was just the like. How can anybody? It's so tight. How can anybody sleep at night? I I don't know. Richard Tyrrell, Rich Harvey. How are you sleeping? Derek Absolutely. Sweetman. Sound like that Norwegian commentator at this point, shouting out people associated with Hollyport Football Club. <laughs> Sam Lock. Sorry, I'm done. So the weekend just gone. We had a, a pretty big relegation six pointer between Hollyport and Wokingham and Embrook. Uh, Hollyport at the, going into the game uh, were bottom of the table um, on twenty four points. Wokingham and Embrook were three points and two places above them on the 27 and between the two was CB Hounslow on, on 25 points. Well, the game ended one all, which lifted Hollyport off the bottom, um, but only on goal difference. And uh, eventually just about makes Woking and Embrook safe, considering the significant goal difference between them and the two teams below them, or significant goal difference in their favour, we should say. Um, but yeah, going into uh, this weekend's games, I mean, one of those two teams, CB Hounslow or Hollyport, will be relegated. And uh, it's pretty close. It couldn't be any closer, could it? No, it's ridiculous. I think I've, I think I've worked it out. Basically, Hollyport have to equal CB Hounslow, equal or better CB Hounslow's result. But yeah. Hollyport are playing Southall mm-hmm. and CB Hounslow are playing North Greenford United of yeah. nice carpet fame. And uh, the own like, I don't doubt Hollyport could go and get a result. They absolutely could, but it would help if Southall and I think they won last night, so they're definitely Southall second. Are so they may, promoted. Yeah, it would help if they've got their feet on the, their feet up on the beach already, as they it say. Would. That old cliche yeah. goes. If they could just sort of down tools a little. Um, so, like you say, Southall won five 0 against. Uh, uh, Tadley Kaliva last night. Yes. And that secured their promotion to uh, step four for next season. So um, hopefully, like you say, they're a little bit on the beach. But I did see the game between Hollyport and South Southall, uh, the reverse fixture earlier on mm. in the season. And Hollyport were very unlucky not to come away with a point uh, in the end. There was a, something, and I kid you not, something like a um, 100th minute penalty. Uh, it was about in about the 10th minute of injury time that... Uh, Southall got a penalty that eventually won the game 2-1. Blimey. And, uh, yeah, it was really, really uh, disappointing for Hollyport because they'd sort of been very competitive in the game. Ad- admittedly, Southall were, um, you know, Southall being the bigger side had the majority of the game, but um, Hollyport defended admirably. And uh, yeah, to lose everything right at the end there was really disappointing. But it does show that they can get results against uh, the bigger clubs if they, you know, if they can stick at it, but uh, yeah, pretty tense day of the season. Uh, there'll be uh, people watching what's going on at um, CB Hounslow as well. Uh, yeah, North Greenford are uh, again in fifth place, so you'd think they'd be quite um, competitive. However, uh, again, they're potentially on the beach as well with their feet up. So who knows? Um, both <laughs> teams have have a pretty big task ahead of them, and. If anyone gets anything out of there, they'll probably deserve to stay up. So, but yeah. we obviously, very much hope it's Hollywood. Oh, it's going to be tense, isn't it? 
Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it all finishes this weekend. Um, yeah, if you can get yourself down to Southall and give some Hollyport some support, that would yes. be very much appreciated, I think. As uh, Yeah, it's a very, very big game for them. And we all want to see them start their 125th anniversary season in Step 5. We do, we do. Very good. They've got a very nice shirt design coming out for next season. Very excited season. about that. Yes, we will be doing a raffle for that shirt as well. Very good. And Abby so, will um... be putting in her uh, ticket on time this for the show. So. <laughs> We're not late yet. You're not late yet. Um, yeah. Good. Oh, God. Yeah, it's that time of the season, is it, where there's uh, tense results across the uh, or tense fixtures across the uh, uh, period. Yeah, and you're sort indeed. Of cut, watching one game and kind of holding out for updates on Twitter of uh, games <laughs> elsewhere. Yes. Anybody, what's CB Hounslow's Twitter like? Because there's there's a couple of clubs in the uh, in the combined counties prim that whose Twitter leaves much to be desired. Well, I don't know. Actually, I haven't followed much of their Twitter. Um, so, all right. Who knows? Um, I think it's all right. Them or you'd have to follow them or North Greenford, wouldn't you? So, uh, hopefully, yeah, between one, one of them, yeah, uh, they uh, they could get it right. Uh, they don't know. There don't seem to be any match updates on the CB Hounslow page. So don't oh, don't dear. follow that page. <laughs> um, don't follow them at all. No, don't yeah. follow them. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> North Green, I think North Greenford's slightly better. Uh, let's have a quick look at that. Um, yeah, much better on North Greenford. It's um, it's it's. Yeah, it, uh, they, they do have. They don't seem to have in-match updates, but they do post the full times. Although, having said that, the one I'm looking at currently, <laughs> the last tweet was 2015. So actually, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is brilliant. Giant mystery in that case. How yes. are they going on the day until you have to check full time? And yeah, this is, this is it is working. Great, <laughs> is it? No, um, I would say, oh God, goodness me, don't. Uh, uh, we haven't got much hope at all. <laughs> no, so anyway, just blank space. Ah, hang on, hang on, hold on, hold up. Hold up. Here we go. Right. Uh, if you want to see results from North Greenford United, um, they don't, I don't know if they do, they don't seem to do in-match updates, but it was recently updated at the very least. The last tweet was on the 18th of April. NGU Football Club on Twitter, at NGU Football Club, for updates from North Greenford United versus CB Houndstow. Um Yeah, could be tight. Very well, be tight. They and, do. Uh, they do appear to have in-match updates. Update breaking news: They do have in-match updates. <laughs> Rob, move this on because this is rubbish. That's <laughs> what happens when we uh, focus yeah. too much on the uh, minutiae of uh, yes. the uh, Step Five Twitter accounts of the Combined Counties Premier Division. <laughs> well, okay. So moving on to uh, um, oh, oh, wishing Hollyport good luck and moving on to the Combined Counties Div 1 uh, playoff race. Uh, two clubs that are still very much involved are Wallingford Town and Eversley in California. Uh, I actually went to see Wallingford Town at the weekend and they uh, pulled off a 6-4 victory over London Samurai Rovers. And if there's a better named team in uh the step six of the English pyramid. I would like to hear about it because London new salamis, although they step five. They're step five. Yeah, new yeah. salamis is pretty good. 
step, we've just confirmed promotion to uh, step four as well, so they'll be up there next season. But yes, um, so uh, promotion race in the uh, combined counties div, uh, div one. Wallingford currently in fourth, and uh, second to fifth will be uh, in the playoffs. Everything, California, sixth with one game to go. And so they are um, also facing a nervous final day uh, this weekend when they will be at Enfield Borough and looking over at uh, the Deportivo Galicia results as they actually face Wallingford Town. So um, a tough game for Wallingford and Deportivo as they head towards the end of the season. Wallingford still have hopes of a home semi-final in the playoffs. The top two teams will be uh, at home in the semi-finals. And so, a lot to play for there. Um, Tom, have you uh, watched anything on the uh, uh, Combined Counties Div 1 this season? And how do you feel that um, these games... Uh, how do you feel uh, Wallingford might finish up in the uh, end of the season? Um, I have watched a couple of Wallingford games this season, as you will be well aware. Um they were very good at the start of the season. Uh, in fact, they were excellent. And I think um, it's no surprise to me that they are where they are. Um, yeah, uh, Lee Matthews has done a brilliant job there. Um, brought, in, brought in a couple of players across, I believe, from Abingdon Town at the start of the season. We kept some of the come some of the core players at the club. And they've just had an astonishing season, considering they had the Vars run as well. Um, they, didn't, they didn't lose their first game until... Um, until not that long ago, um, so they were they were unbeaten for a long time. But they have drawn a lot of games. That's probably the only reason we're not talking about them as um, as title contenders, because uh, they've actually lost one game less than the than the um, the, the, the league champions, London Lions. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, the division champions, London Lions. Uh, so they've you know, but the, yeah. So the draws have affected them. But yeah, they. I think playoffs, they were always destined for the playoffs from the start, from the first time I saw them at the start of this season. Yeah, they're not 100% guaranteed at the moment. They're three points ahead of both um, Deportivo and Eversley. But mm. uh, while those teams only have one game left, uh, Wallingford have four games left. So, yes. Uh, need one point from their final four games to confirm a playoff place. But they're also only three points behind Rainers Lane, who themselves have one game uh, left. And so, if they can overturn that three point deficit, uh, in their final four games, they will have a home semi-final. Um, and considering actually that one of their final games is against Hilltop, uh, this is Wallingford. Wallingford's final games against Hilltop in second. There's still a chance they could finish in second, um, but that's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I think they'd be happy with a home semi-final wherever, whoever they face. So uh, yeah, like you say, they're doing very well. And uh, Matty Angel as well. We've got to uh, throw some credit to him uh, for obviously in California season. Um, we don't know yet whether they're going to finish in or out of the playoffs, but um, considering where they've been over the last couple of seasons, which is uh, towards the other end of the table, um, incredible season from Eversley in California this year. It's It's been brilliant. Um I think largely the same team as well, but the way he's the way he's worked there um, has has really turned around. They've they've had consistency more than that. the club has, has is improving off the pitch, is improving on the pitch, um, and they yeah they just I, I mean for me to put my finger on what it is, but but speaking to Matty himself, I think he would he would say they're better organised. Um, yeah. They 
he's when I spoke to him the other day, they are already planning for next season. They're planning on what's, you know, they're planning forward planning is is in place, and it's all the sort of stuff you need to have a um, a successful team, a successful club. And they've they've been working at. I feel like when they were struggling at the wrong end of the table uh, last season and the season before, albeit those seasons were were cut off, you always felt they were so close to to it clicking. Because they had some good individual players at, at times, and they were so so close. The times that I saw them play, they they just whatever it was, they just didn't quite. They weren't quite clicking, and now they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and I feel like that's a that sort of a, a, a there's there's no set thing for that. It's just working, and yeah. um, and they've worked really hard at at making that happen. Yeah, I feel like every time I go down to Eversley, there's a new part of the ground or, or something new has happened you yes. know they've, they've uh expand you know put some more um fencing around or you know the floodlights yeah. or the turnstiles or there's there's something new going on with a tea room or whatever it is it's uh it's really um fun place to go down nice place to watch football and there's always something new and it's developing and it's yeah, yeah. It, hopefully it's a club with a um uh, a bigger future Even good social media too sorry Good social media too. Very good social media, yeah, which definitely helps in uh, my league. And, uh, well, it, yeah. no, it really does. I know it, it sounds slightly dismissive of us to sort of say that, I suppose, but it really does. It makes all the difference. It yeah. really does. Absolutely. And on that note, as well, can I just suggest going and watching um, Ross McKernan's goal last night? Was it last night? I don't know. Whenever they played Barks County this week, he he, he scored the winner. I think they won two one in the end. It's an outrageous shot from like 30 yards and it just dips beautifully into the goal. So, yes, I would yeah. recommend. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Very, very good spot there, Abby. And, uh, yeah, it was Monday's game they played uh, uh, at Barks County. 1-2-1. Ended any hopes that Barks County had of the playoffs as well, sadly for them, even though they've had a fantastic season. But, uh, uh, yeah, what a goal to win the game. Was this at Barks County? It was at Barks County, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Should we um should we give our audio our visual listeners a uh, a little look? What do you reckon? Go on then. <laughs> if um, if I can figure out how to uh, share all this stuff, this is going to be brilliant for the. Um, it's going to be absolutely brilliant for people who are on, on the, podcast. the podcast itself. But here we go. Have a little look at this. Here we go. Press play. That is ridiculous. I, I think I've accidentally muted it, um, which is a bit annoying. Very um, pixely as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that. you actually saw that, especially great. <laughs> there Just we go. In California, is this their pin tweet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, pin tweet. Worth, Here we go. One more work. time. One more time. Bang. Yeah, 35 yards out, swerving shot right into the roof of the net. Goalkeeper couldn't even move. It's got like 3,000 views. I'm probably like a 1,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it a lot of times. It's a very satisfying goal to watch. It really very, is. <laughs> very good indeed. So the promotion race for Eversley and uh will conclude this weekend. And also happening this weekend, Abby, we've got some uh cup final news to talk about. Yes, absolutely. So uh the Southern Region Women's Football League has I'm pretty certain 
like is done for the season. Um, so it's just cups left to play. And whilst there are no Berkshire teams in the cups, uh, it is being hosted at the Rivermore. So it's uh, worth a wander down there. Um, the League Cup is first at 11 and that is Abingdon Town versus Bournemouth. Um, and that's quite exciting because Bournemouth are the Div 1 South winners. So they'll be looking for the, the cup double there. Um, and then there's also the Chairman's Cup final as well. And that is Moneyfields versus Abingdon at three. And a set, same as uh, Bournemouth, Moneyfields won the Prem division. So they'll be looking for the cup double there as well. So, yes, if you fancy a one down to the Rivermore on Sunday, there's uh, two cup games to watch. Um, and whilst I'm on the topic of cups, um, there's also a confirmed date for the Thames Valley County Women's Football League Cup. Um, and Tarhurst Panthers are in the final for that. You could have an entire cup galore weekend at Arbor Park that weekend because it is the Ascot versus Reading in the Barks and Bucks Senior Cup on the on the Saturday. And then <clears throat> the Plate Cup actually is also um, before the League Cup. So the Plate Cup's at, I think, at half one. And then the League Cup is at 4pm, um, I think. And that's on the Sunday as well. So yeah, you could watch three cup games with Berkshire sides in it on uh, actually no the, the the plate cup doesn't have any Berkshire sides in it but yeah you could you could have a whole weekend of cup games at Arbor Park on the 7th and 8th of May if you like 7th and 8th of May dates for your diaries there fantastic what the, stuff what are the ones taking place at the Rivermore that was Southern Region right okay sorry very good so we have Southern Region this weekend and then mm-hmm. on the 7th and 8th of May we've got the Barks and Bucks and the TVC uh, WF League Cup and Plate. Yes, uh, correct. On the Sunday, fantastic. Cups good. Very, very good. Yeah, so good. Still, lots of football to watch out for, and uh, you know, lots of games this weekend that are really sort of uh, proving to be crunch matches, uh, <laughs> but either ends of the tables. And uh, one more to look at before we uh, um, uh, go on to our, our, like wrap up the show is the Thames Valley Premier League. Arguably the title decider uh, this weekend, uh, Finch Hampstead at home to uh, Burfield. Um, Tom, why don't you talk us through this one and uh, well, give us the lay of the land. It goes to show that I have not been paying attention to the Thames Valley Premier League uh, this the last few weeks because um, I, I, think, and I think it's partly because I assumed that Finch had it in the bag, but uh, the mighty, mighty Burfield have... Um, <laughs> have turned it on its head. They are seven points clear of Finch Hampstead, albeit Finch Hampstead have two games in hand and the two sides play, as you say, Rob, on Saturday. Prior to that game, Finch Hampstead have a game on Wednesday night against Reading City under 23s. That is at Lowther Road. I presume that is a 7.45 kickoff. It'll be under the lights, I think. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. Um, So do jump along and have a watch of that. Finch Hampstead, very, very good side. Reading City will be no... Uh, no mugs either. Um, but yeah, it does look like uh, it's going to come down to the big game on Saturday, Burfield versus uh, Finch Hampstead, or sorry, Finch Hampstead versus Burfield at the Memorial Ground at the Memorial Not Park. at the Memorial Park. was the Bohunt School. Bohunt School, yeah. Um, or at the Bohunt School, yeah. according the to The Cricket time. Club have taken over the uh, uh, Memorial Park at the moment, so uh, Finch Hampstead Damn have you to play there. Damn you, Cricket uh, Clubs. The last few games at uh, different oh. venues. And Bowhunt School is, yeah. I had to look up where it was, but it's right next to Siren Brewery. So if anyone is looking, oh. to, go, uh, looking to go for a day out this yeah. uh, Saturday, there's a two o'clock kickoff between Finch Hampstead and Burfield. And 
right next door to Siren Brewery that have a fantastic tap yard there. So that sounds just flipping delightful. Just um, putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously, I think Burfield still have two games left after that. Um, I think yeah, two games left after the against Marlow United at home and Richings Park at home. But if they beat Finch Hampstead, they essentially, I think, they just need two points to claim the title. So. Mm. Um, even if they, even if, if it's a draw, if it's a loss, the, the the title I think is very much in Burfield's hands. As long as they don't lose to Finch, it's Burfield's to lose, which will be which will be quite the quite the turnaround because Burfield, a relatively new side at the top table of Step mm. Seven football, um, they are a very good side though. I've seen them many times. They are very very good. Um, Steve Melodieu, the manager, deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely, yeah. I think they came around fourth last year, but uh, that was sort of the first time they'd, yeah. they'd really uh, performed towards the top end. And Finch Hampstead, of course, are defending champions in that. They region, are. So. I, feel, I feel like I've not, we've not done Finch Hampstead justice there at all. Finch Hampstead are, are a brilliant side. Um, mm. As you say, they were they finished top of the league last season. I think that was only the second season after they came back to the top table. Yep. To, to step seven football, having been playing in Division One for a little while, Barks County finished second last season, Burfield third. So you know, Finch Hampstead are are also a very, like this is the creme de la creme of step seven football. So absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, you are you are going to be, and, and I think sometimes you can maybe think about step seven football as being sort of you know really park, really park football, sort of really basic stuff. But but uh, you know. These sides are really good footballing sides, and I think if anybody goes along to a, to a step seven game, Finch v Burfield this weekend for the first time, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the end of last season when they were um, <laughs> the only games we'd go to, I went to a lot of step seven football, yeah, and it was really, really good. It's it really, was. really good. It's uh, uh, you often get a lot of goals, and you often get a lot of incident as well. So it's it's a fun. They're usually fun games to watch as well as sort of a nice little uh, uh, day out. Um, and if the yeah. sun's shiny this weekend and you've uh, got uh, the tap room and brewery nearby, I think that would be uh, a lot of people's first choice for games, I have to say. Good, good. Right. Have we got any other business we want to uh, wrap up before we get out of here, team? Um, it's not necessarily some business, but just, you know, whilst Tom's complaining about cricket, I just wanted to give a shout out to Freya Johnson at Ascot Ladies. <laughs> he is also a phenomenal cricketer as well. I said to Tom yesterday that she's the Ash Barty of Berkshire because she's just really good at football, really good at cricket and also sickeningly a nice person as well. So, <laughs> just a little shout out to Freya there. She, um, I, yeah, I bet she volunteers and stuff as well, doesn't she? I bet she's... <laughs> She's oh dear, why? Like I, I can barely tie my own shoelaces, and she's she's good at football, cricket, volunteers, maybe, and all this stuff. Just what, what sickeningly nice person. Um, anyway, I, sorry. Yeah, no, I did also want to make the very the very tenuous link of um. The fact that we are part of the Barks and Bucks County FA and Leah Williamson of Milton Keynes, as in oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, from, from Buckinghamshire, has been named the captain for the Euros. But also the fact that you should go and buy tickets for the Euros because it's going to be an incredible summer. Rob, how did this? How did that sneak through Buckinghamshire? <laughs> talking, actually, talking of Buckinghamshire, when are you moving to Hampshire? Because you love it so much. Mm. <laughs> Well, I'm big enough, obviously, in California. So uh, yeah, maybe I do like uh, Hampshire a little bit. Uh, 
Get a one game in Hampshire and you, uh, Tom gets the hump. So. Do you know what? That was so fun to begin that. I literally just made that sly little joke about you've crossed the border and it erupted on the group. It was hilarious to watch unfold. Because <laughs> I know you've been to multiple games before. And Tom, we've definitely been to a fleet game as well, so we can't yeah, even talk. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I do fear we are delving into in-joke territory that I'll yeah. may not be For context, I went to the uh, Wessex League uh, Division 1 semi, uh, playoff semi-final last night between Andover New Street and uh, Laverstock and Ford, which Laverstock and Ford won 3-0. So, uh, yeah, that is... Is, is... is it Laverstock? Laverstoke? Is that, is that not where Bombay Sapphire is? The I think Bombay it might Sapphire be, yeah. Distillery. yeah Certainly right. around there, yeah. yeah. Um, it was quite a local derby. There were, um, I, you know, 300 people there or something like that. So uh, it was it was a very big game. Nice. All right, and uh, leave that. Tom has got a sour uh, taste in his mouth for me <laughs> praising a, uh, something that happened in Hampshire. I think that might be <laughs> a nice place to let, end it. Um, so... Uh, Say thank you very much for listening to the Berkshire Football Stories uh, uh, chat podcast. Uh, you can follow us online on Twitter, on Facebook, or even on Instagram, or you can go to www.footballinberkshire.co.uk and follow all the articles and news there. Um, just less, uh, left for me to say goodbye and uh, thank you for listening. And it's goodbye from Abby. Bye. See ya. Bye from Tom. See ya. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.